0: Do you prefer Nathan? Um,
1: You know what? I I do, but uh, I just got, you know, Nate was just the nickname and I've been stuck with that forever. So
0: Nathan O'Brien. Hard to change the name now. Well, Nathan O'Brien, thank you for coming on the 15-minute founder, (laughs) aka Nate O'Brien. And as you might imply, or as you could probably tell from the name of the show, in 15 minutes, the goal is to learn everything about you, or at least I think of it as a video resume. In 15 minutes, people get to know who you are. But to start, I need to start with a study. A study asked 1,000 five to seven-year-olds what their dream profession would be. And the top five, number five was police officer. Number four was a vet. Number three was a footballer. For the Americans listening, that is soccer. Number two was a doctor. And number one was YouTuber. Kids wanted to be a professional YouTuber. You are what many people aspire to be, many of these five to seven-year-olds growing up. When you were seven years old, did you want to be a YouTuber? And if not, how did you arrive to where you are today?
1: Uh So I think YouTube was founded when I was seven years old, around then. Um And then, you know what? I, I pretty much grew up on it, right? All through middle school, high school, watch YouTube, didn't really watch TV. And I think like the same reason why i guess it's like the number one like thing that like uh kids want to strive for uh same same thing there right it was like i was watching all these people blow up on youtube um when i was in high school and even when i first started college i was like man like th- i was watching this guy like three months ago when he had 50 followers and now he has fifty thousand. and uh, just seeing that happen enough times i was like you know what i i think i could do this i'm i'm not a natural speaker but i'm sure there's a lane there's a niche that i can find where i don't have to like be entertaining i can just sit down and talk and somebody will listen so uh yeah, that's how I got into it.
0: A lot of people see YouTube. I saw YouTube when I was growing up, but I didn't take the step to actually start creating or posting on YouTube. Take us back to day zero. Okay, What well, was the first video you posted? How did you actually start? Because many people watch, but many people don't do. Clearly, you did. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh,
1: my, my first videos were gardening videos, uh, videos about growing giant pumpkins it was like my thing that i did but with every youtuber like everyone has multiple channels that they started before they actually had their main one that people know now so like i had like three other channels probably like over the years where you like make it you make a couple videos nothing happens you forget about it a year goes by you know so like there's there's like a few year period where everyone kind of fiddles with it um before they actually just go all in on it which is what happened with me i didn't start like my personal brand channel until uh it was my new year's resolution going into 2017 i was like you know i'm I'm just gonna do it screw it i don't care just pump out a bunch of videos
0: what were you scared about or why were you hesitant to do the personal brand channel
1: oh it was definitely just like everyone around me making fun of me um and i was worried about that you know i was very like yeah cautious with that and uh so that's what held me back. I was like, I didn't want my friends to find it and like know that I'm trying to make YouTube videos and, and like see me have like a dozen followers and be like, this guy's a joke. So, you know, that, that's kind of maybe foolish to, to think that way, but I think a lot of people can relate to that and that's what holds a lot of people back.
0: How do you go from zero to 100? Let's actually just start there. If you're starting, yeah, okay. how did you go zero to 100? If someone is listening and wants to start on YouTube, how do you overcome that cringe factor and actually just get through that initial hurdle?
1: So I'll tell you how I overcame the cringe factor. I didn't tell anyone I had a channel for like, 18 months. And I, I didn't tell anyone until my friends found it on YouTube. And I had like 15 or 20,000 subscribers by then. And they're like, what is this? They're like, this guy's living a double life. Like I would, I would go off and be like, Hey, roommates, I'm, I'm going off to study. Uh, and then I would just go into a classroom and like film a bunch of videos. So I didn't tell anybody until they just everyone like naturally found it even like my family, I think like it was after like probably six months and had a couple 1000 followers. then. so that's what honestly, I'd recommend like, if you're kind of worried about that, maybe just Just do it and don't tell anyone. And then just eventually be like, oh, whoa. Um, But getting the first followers is like the most difficult. What I did is like, it was just like, you have to work for every follower. And I was, um, I was, Commenting on everyone else's posts and like trying to like just collaborate even with like small people with, like 200 followers or something. Uh, and then also just trying to rank for search for certain terms is pretty easy to like get off the ground and get you some initial followers.
0: You seem like you're pretty natural on camera and talking. Were you born that way? Like growing up, you were just naturally good there. Is that a skill you developed over time? Do you think you can actually build that craft and become a good YouTuber? or Is it like there's this natural trait you have and you either have it or you don't?
1: Oh, you can definitely build it to an extent. I mean, I've always had a stuttering issue and, uh, you know social anxiety and all those things but uh, that's actually another one of the reasons why I started on YouTube was I wanted to work on my speaking because um, I was so bad at it and I figured, hey, if I just start making videos after the 200th one, uh, you know, I'll probably improve, right? Um, and I, I think I definitely have. So yeah, definitely not a natural though. And like, I also realized you don't have to like, you don't have to be that Mr. Beast. Like, you don't have to be entertaining and jump around. You can just like sit and talk and I found my lane, you know?
0: You said you found your lane. What was your lane and how did you arrive at that moment? Which sounds like you were able to grow pretty quickly from zero to 12 to 100 to a thousand.
1: Yeah. So I'll tell you this. I've, I've never had a viral video. I've never had one that just like went crazy viral. Every one of my videos just like a slow burn. And it's because I make them with like ranking for search on YouTube for like search terms. Uh, I keep that in mind. And that's like the number one thing I think about. So, you know, that's when I started making like the finance content. And a lot of it was like, I would just read finance textbooks in college and then regurgitate those and be like, how to calculate beta or like I would take what I learned in class that day and just like teach it. Um, and so it was a great way to also study. And then it would just rank for search. Like then, you know, other kids would search how to calculate beta for their class when they're cram studying and i would pop up and you know they'd watch it and um so it was more of like informational transaction transactional um rather than like people really like attaching to me as like as an individual but you know it still counts i guess as an influencer
0: what was your approach in the moment maybe in hindsight obviously it's compounded today but what was your motivation then and then actually today what is your prime motivation with creating content on youtube
1: yeah, it was definitely, um, I had to pay for college. And I was like, I got to pay rent. I got to pay for college. I don't want to take any more student loans. So I, I launched it basically as a business. So that was the main reason. But then also I I love numbers and finance is like the easiest way to just bring in numbers uh, into things. So kind of came natural. And I, I don't know if it came natural, but it was more of just like, I liked it.
0: I guess at some point, clearly you're at over a million now, but you go zero to a thousand. How do you then go from a thousand to a million? And would you actually even say that that first milestone should be a thousand? Or how would you set the trajectory or milestones for someone listening who wants to get to a million one day?
1: Um, I, I think I, I set my, my goal for the first year. I wanted to get 10,000 subscribers and I I only made it to five and that uh, 5,000. And then the year after that, I made it to, I think 50,000 the year after that, it was 500,000, uh, the year after that it was like, uh, you know, 900,000 and then like whatever it is now. So with, with, with YouTube growth or with any like influencer stuff, I'd say it's like, it's not just like a, like a line like this. It's, it's not, you know, linear and it's, it's not even like logarithmic, like logarithmic you know what I mean? It's it's really more like you're you're going for like a year or a certain amount of months, and then you jump, and then now you're on like the next plateau, and then you have to figure out some other new way to like innovate, somehow to like get to the next level, and then you go like this for a while, and then you jump up to the next level. So it's it's definitely like choppy, uh, going up, um, and so you have to constantly just innovate and like sit down and like really strategize of like how can you change your content? Because I've seen creators who make the same content every year, they blow up on it, and then they keep making that content, and then they slowly kind of fade away because they didn't innovate, they didn't change things.
0: I like. We- you said earlier, there wasn't really a viral moment, but it was just a slow burn. Something interesting, and I think this is interesting, the more I've met different people, everyone wants to be what they can't be. I was talking to someone recently who said, every athlete they've met wants to be a rapper. Every creator they've met wants to be a founder, or an entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur has this itch to be a creator. I'd be lying if I said, meet people like you and think, shit, that sounds fun. You are now an investor. How did you go, or even why did you decide to go from something very difficult, which is building this social media influencer YouTube channel, to investing
1: being a creator is i kind of view it like it's like a high paying job or just a job in general where um the issue that i kind of realized with it after like year number three when like i was making pretty good money but i was like you know what i'm not building any equity right um and in like a personal brand like you can bring in cash flow but you can't exit that like you can't exit your personal brand and and have like a big sale and that's where like most wealth like huge amounts of wealth like billionaires are made usually from equity appreciation not really through cash flow so that was the reason why I said, all right, like I need to figure something else out. Um, and that kind of coincided with when I met my uh, fund partner, Sebastian, uh, who was running syndicates with creators and uh, uh, for startups. And then we kind of just partnered up uh, last year and launched the fund.
0: Was it easier? What, is, what did even the first year look like? Can you actually walk me through maybe the process to the first investment that you ended up making? How did you go from idea again to actually... I'm making an investment
1: yeah um the the first one was uh and this is before the fund. this is the uh spv that sebi ran um he brought in like a bunch of finance influencers like graham stefan and like i think uh, some of the biggest ones I was I was in it and we did it with with uh, yada which is like a, a banking app and um that was kind of like the proof of concept like you wanted to see like if it would work if you bring creators onto the cap table especially at like early stage if it's like seed company obviously you can't go into like specific details but I think the thesis was was kind of proven from from that you know I made some angel investments over from like 2020 to 2022 uh kind of just watched the venture market like 2021 it was it was pretty absurd uh I'm I, I'm, I'm grateful that we launched in 2022 So we kind of like on the tail end of of um the craziness from web 3 which is good because we didn't like we didn't deploy into any web 3 companies which is amazing for for me at least at at least how i feel right now i mean it's been about a year and it's been fun we're taking our time with it Uh, about half of our lps are creators and the other half are just you know people that we know i have a good chunk of my own money in the fund and uh yeah so spend quite a bit of time on it
0: how do you optimize and split your time in a given week how do you decide i'm going to spend time creating? versus investing or is it a flywheel and the two intertwine?
1: It tends to be that they do intertwine quite a bit because uh, sometimes companies will reach out to us and want to do like a brand deal and then I'll look them up on Crunchbase and be like, hey, they, they're like, you know, they only like a seed stage right now. And then uh, let me see if we can get some equity. Let's, let's see if we can chat a little bit and maybe even like invest. And I'd rather do that than just do cash deals all the time. What I do is I literally block out days, full days dedicated to one business or the other, right? So um, Tuesdays, Thursdays is when we try to take all of our meetings for the fund, um, And we just stack them all there. Like, you know, obviously, sometimes we got to throw one on like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but usually it's just like on those specific days. And then uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays is usually reserved for my channel or some of the other channels that we're working on.
0: Jack Dorsey, who runs multiple companies, would do a similar thing, but within the company, I guess certain days dedicated to companies and then partnerships day or engineering day or product day.
1: Yeah, you you really have to do it that way. Otherwise, it's like you're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's like so hard to focus on anything.
0: As an investor, now that you have spent some time doing this, what is your thesis or what do you like to see in companies when you are investing? And you're doing it at the earlier stages too, so things are riskier then as well.
1: Definitely riskier. Um, you know, pre-seed, seed. Uh, a little bit of Series A. You know, we've we've learned a lot in the past year and a half. I would say the most important factor for us is is the founder, right? And and the team. There's ones that we've passed on in in the past, like like two years ago, we're like, oh, this is, you know, this is just like a copy of this other company. And we didn't know the founder well enough. So we passed on it, you know, n- now they're killing it is one of those things where if we knew the founder better, and we really believed in them, I think, you know, we, we would have gone for it, even if we thought the idea was was kind of ridiculous, because I think some of the best companies like look at, um, well, maybe I shouldn't use OpenSea as an example. But at one time, you know, they're valued at what, like $11 billion or something. And they in their YC round, like I think it was they were having the biggest difficulty to fill the round, right. So sometimes you have to look at the founder rather than the idea specifically
0: you're obviously or i would say obviously pretty bullish on youtube as a platform if someone is starting out today as a creator would you say YouTube or bust, you've got to be on YouTube or given the landscape today, let's call it TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, maybe even Twitter and LinkedIn. How would you stack rank or evaluate the space? What do you think is the prime channels going forward and do you believe hey, you've got to get to YouTube at some point?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm obviously biased on the YouTube side, but I think you just have to pick one you have to obsess over it and to become the best at that platform. If you're trying to do all of them and you're just half-assing all of them, it's, it's. I don't think it's going to work out as well. When I started, I was just obsessive over the YouTube algorithm and I think that's what really helped. But I have friends who are doing like Snapchat and they're making you know 200 grand a month from it even like LinkedIn influencers are like it's any of the platforms can work you know TikTok Twitter or X uh, any of them can work you just have to really really focus on one so uh, if I was going to start today yeah I, I I would go for YouTube based off of that it's used as a search engine and it's connected to Google so we have so much of our traffic on my YouTube videos that just come from Google search you're not going to really get that from the other platforms as much yeah I'm, I'm biased on the search side of things but like I sleep really well at night because it's like every day like I just get steady views Um, because it's it's all search traffic rather than the viral stuff. So that's why I really like YouTube.
0: What did it look like to be obsessed with YouTube, either in terms of hours spent or what the day-to-day look like? What does that look like day-to-day?
1: Uh, I'm talking like in your dreams you're thinking about youtube like 24 7 when you're sleeping and a lot of it was pulling data so there's there's like youtube data guys now that that you can pay and they'll like pull data from your channel other people's channels and like break things down and like you'll have charts of everything so it it gets really like scientific now it didn't really used to be like that as much back then Um, i think most of the stuff i got was just watching youtube channels on how to make youtube channels and i binged watch those videos every day like all night long, but like living and breathing it. So like thinking about it 24
0: seven. Do you believe in work-life balance? How do you do it now? And maybe has it changed over time as well, your belief in it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've done quite a bit of leisure as well. Yeah, it was it was good. Like I lived in my truck for like a year and a half uh, in, in 2021 into 2022. And then kind of around when we started the fund, I was like, all right, I, I'm doing too much leisure and I, I need to like focus on one spot. But yeah, still work-life balance, definitely um i I think it's crucial uh it it really just depends who you are though like i know people who just can go 24 7 like that and never take a break and they love it and they never burn out i tend to burn out faster and i have to take breaks and i have to just go pace around on my own and i think that's how i'm actually most efficient
0: studies have shown that for most people for most of their day-to-day decisions it's driven by one of four things money fame power or pleasure if you had to choose one of those what would you say is the prime driving force for Nathan O'Brien today.
1: It's definitely not fame. Uh, I never wanted any, like, I, I don't like attention. I, I hate attention.
0: I have <laughs> no, to, seriously. I, have to say I, I really do. <laughs> okay, so reverse induction. Actually, reverse yeah, induction yeah, is a I'm thinking so that
1: So, not fame. I do like money a lot. Uh, power, yeah, that's fun too. Um, oh, how am I supposed to choose on this? You know what? I think I'll, I'll, I'll just say money i'll be honest because it's just a game to me um like i don't even really spend that much money uh and i'm hopefully i don't die with like all my money just in the bank like wasted like i want to spend it and do things uh but yeah it's it's definitely just like a fun game for me and uh yeah it's numbers so that's why i like it
0: finance the numbers i have to ask though you said you don't like attention but you've probably gotten or garnered tens of millions of impressions over the last few years maybe do you watch your own videos or is it more just like hey this is a input or to the business and i just do it and i'm done with it there
1: um i mean i i usually edit my own videos so i, I have to watch them okay. um but yeah i don't really i i am going to be honest i've i've lost like the love for it from when i first started like going from 0 to 100,000 subscribers was like so fun and then 100,000 to a million was like yeah it's still pretty good but then like i'm i've been doing this for like 6 years And you don't really see people as creators lasting more than like five or six years. Most of them kind of go off and do something else. And I feel like I'm at that end stage there where it's like eventually you get bored with it. Just like if you're in a job after like five, six, seven years, you're like, okay, like I want to do something else. And so that's kind of actually why we started the fund as well was was for that reason. But it's so rare to see like, like how many creators, you know, who've been in this for like 15 years, 20 years. There's like maybe a couple.
0: On that note, actually, who is a creator that you aspire to or look up to, maybe to make it fun too? Um, what creator do you wish you could be?
1: Ooh, wish I could be? I mean, I I love the stuff that I make. Uh, so I uh, wish I could be though, you know, maybe uh, th- th- there's a really good channel, Whiteboard Finance. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine, but he, he makes really great videos and he just does not care what he says or like he doesn't care about his thumbnails. He just he just makes like rants on, on YouTube. Um, and I really respect that and he has great content.
0: You mentioned that you made the resolution and I keep coming back because I think it's fascinating for the personal brand. You also brought up a really good point that a personal brand, yes, there's compounding that comes from it and you're building up, sure, let's call it brand equity, but there's no exit from that. What is the power of a personal brand? Do you think that's something that everyone should try to build, only certain people? What is the power of a personal brand and how would you advise someone who says, I want to build a personal brand to start to build it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely advisable to like, to a certain extent, but there's there's a lot of distractions from it too. um, Where, you know, you get surrounded by like other influencers or other people building personal brands and you end up just like going out to dinner with everyone and like, and then instead of like actually working and building stuff, I I think it's good to build one. I mean, I've gotten a lot from it, a lot of like business opportunities and all kinds of like crazy opportunities, um, from, from just like, you know, I make like one Instagram post and be like, hey, does anyone have like a couch I can crash on tonight? And like someone will be like, sure, right? So that's like a really awesome perk. I remember thinking about this issue, like back in 2016, going into 2017, I was like, should I do the creator route or should I just try to build a company? And which one's better? And I, I ended up just saying like, okay, I'm going to do the creator route. And then once I build things up and get like a million followers or something, then I'll launch a company and use that like as leverage and, and like to boost the company and force it into existence. And because like I already have the distribution then. So that was like my initial plan. And I think it's cu- it's pretty much working out that way. um I, I don't know if I'm going to launch like a, a like, a product specifically. I'd rather just kind of go the investing route um, and make that pivot, but
0: You seem like you're pretty resourceful. You've maybe self-taught or learned a lot as you go. I think you said you were watching YouTube channels that teach you teach you how to create YouTube channels. What is a song, book, or movie that has inspired you in your life so far? Something that you think had a really pivotal moment? I like to call these earthquake-type pieces of content or books or moments when life is just simply not the same before or after. Are there mm-hmm. any that come to mind?
1: um yeah there was one pivotal one so so music i don't really do a lot of music to be honest like i like listening to the radio and like ambient noise like for for the for the melody for book this this is gonna sound kind of cheesy but like i read the four hour work week when i was in like i think i was like 10 years old it was crazy i don't know how i like stumbled into that at at such a young age but um that like that just kind of set my framework was like wait i can Like I don't have to get a job. I can do like these other things and just be efficient and and find a way to make money without having like you know, like a nine to five type of job. So that was like the big pivotal moment. I, I swear I was literally like 10 years old.
0: <gasps> I love it. Uh, four hour work week. I, gotta, I actually haven't read it, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's probably outdated now. Um, I don't think you would need it, but like if for people like just getting into like the business world, it's definitely like a great one.
0: I do want to ask a couple questions just to learn more about you individually. So these are more to like peel back oh. the curtain. Obviously there's the the Nathan O'Brien you see on YouTube. And I guess you do share a lot about yourself, their personal brand stuff. But let me ask you a couple of questions here. Do you drink caffeine? And if so, how do you like to drink your coffee?
1: Not really. Um, I, I'm usually like pretty shaky. And so caffeine uh, just makes it way worse. And then also like if I have caffeine, even at 8 a.m., I'm not going to sleep until the next day. It So I don't really touch it. Um, I also don't like dependency on anything. So and people do get addicted to caffeine, even though they say they don't, they do.
0: Facts. I, I completely agree with you there. I do like caffeine. Yeah. Probably addicted, but I do like it. Question two, what is your morning routine? What time do you typically like to wake up? What are some things you just like to do in the morning?
1: Yeah, right now I wake up at seven and I've been doing that all year. Uh, You know, it changes sometimes, but I just have like an automatic thing. So like I wake up like every day, same time, regardless of what time I went to bed last night. So if I went to bed last night at five, I'm still waking up at seven. You just like have to force yourself into that. Uh, Morning routine. Don't check my phone for like the first half hour at least. Uh, that's super important because most people like check it when they wake up in the morning and it just it just throws everything off and you're like reacting for the rest of your day. So I I don't do that. Go for a walk, get some outside air, and then just start the day and start working. Yeah. It's 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 not like a crazy morning routine. I'm I'm gonna tell you this too. A lot of the people who make these morning routine videos, they're they're bullshitting. I don't know if I'm a curse on this, but like a, a lot of them. Like, they're laying in bed at 11 a.m., you know, but then they're like, oh, I'm waking up at 3.30. So, yeah.
0: They did the cold plunge once, the whatever yeah, once, and then you- For the it. video. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've 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 seen a lot of people do that, so.
0: What advice would you give to someone who wants to start a business? It could be for any of the reasons above. They want to, you know, pay for a, a trip. They want to actually just monetize a business, build long-term equity. But they're scared to do so. They're scared maybe what their friends will think. They're scared what everyone else is going to say. They're scared of failure.
1: I would say just start small. Like don't don't go and quit your job to start a business the next day. Like just start small. Start it in your closet or in your bedroom. Um, and then just slowly bootstrap it over time. Um, instead of like, and like, you don't have to announce everything to people. Also, like, I think people make a mistake. They like post like, "I'm launching my new company today, and it's going to be great and everything." And then like, you know, six months go by, and like, you, you didn't do anything, right? It's better to just like do it in silence. Don't tell anyone. Build it up, and then one day, people open their eyes and they're like, "Whoa, like, how, like, like, how's he there? Like, what's he doing over in Paris right now?" I thought he was like, you know, in school or something. And and then it's like, okay, you know, so that's that's the way I think you should do it. Um, is is just totally bootstrap and do it small and do it quiet.
0: 10 years from now, or even 20 years from now, what does the future look like? Is it more of what you're doing today? Do you have some tricks up your sleeve? Or if you had to fast forward, like what's the moonshot dream that you have? Um, is there a third chapter here? I guess you've gone creator, investor, is there a third chapter?
1: Um, I'm really having fun. Um, and I've, I've, I think, I've, I feel like I've planned everything out and things are working, like exactly how I've planned so far. I don't know if it's gonna be like that in the future. Um, I think 10 years from now, probably won't be online very much at least like the personal brand will be like completely just like you know maybe here and there i'll post something but it's, it's gonna be pretty mellow um yeah build up the fund even more if it goes well launch fund two fund three you know um, another thing would be really cool is uh i, I want to start buying up timberland um as like it's an alternative investment but it's something that i just think is really interesting and people don't even know you can buy tons of land and uh i think the returns on it are should be pretty decent Right, well, I could rant on that for like five hours. So I, we should not.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to watch the YouTube video on that after you obviously make the investments yeah. and you teach people about it. Nate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Where can people find you on YouTube?
1: I just, my name, Nate O'Brien, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks a ton, Nate. And I'm excited to watch your video on Timberland and <laughs> o- what more in the future too.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great.
0: For sure, man. Thank you.